Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the message. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing and how you can get involved, check out our website, message.org.uk. God needs you, the world needs you, the devil hates you, and we want it that way. Yes. Yes. You don't even need to be, to be surprised that the enemy has fought you like he has. You don't, you don't need to be surprised that he has been trying to wear you out lately. All right, can you get over my accent enough to hear me this morning? Can you do that? All right. Just, just forget about it, okay? I don't want to have to think about it. I want to have to try to speak a certain way. I just want you to hear it. Go for it, okay? You don't need to be surprised that he's been trying to just exhaust you. The Bible even says, and I think it's the book of Isaiah, I can't remember the exact reference, but it says that the enemy will come in these last days to just wear out the saints. So don't be surprised he's been trying to wear you out and wear you down or to discourage you. Listen, you matter that much in the kingdom of God that he would try to attack you. You matter that much. What seems like your little bitty prayers and your little bitty life and your little bitty effort, it seems to you, matters and moves things that greatly in the kingdom of God. You matter. You matter to message trust. You matter to the kingdom of God. Every effort you make for this ministry is important. Isn't it a privilege today that you get to work not only just for a paycheck, But you get to receive a reward that is eternal. Listen, to work for this ministry is no small little bitty deal. You don't just work an average job. God has honored you. This is something. Don't ever take it for granted that you get to, to work and even make your living. There's so many people that would love to be able to do what you're doing this morning. I mean, really. And they're, they're on the mission field and in their shoe stores they're working in, in their offices today they're working in, and the hospitals they're working in, and the schools. They are in a mission field, okay? And we thank God for them, and they are important too. But you, you get to work in a place today that when you answer the phone, it matters to the kingdom of God. When you're cleaning these floors, it matters to the kingdom of God. When you're arranging God's work in Brazil and evangelistic efforts, it matters greatly to the kingdom of God. You're doing something that's more than just making a living. You are investing every day into something that has an eternal reward. Give God praise that you get to be a part of this. Lord, thank you that we get to be a part of your kingdom. You prayed for this, and you do you remember that on days you're tired and somebody hurts your feelings. You prayed for this, and God answered your prayer. You got saved some time ago and said, God, use me. Jesus, use me. Take my little life and use me. He said, great, I'm going to let you work for Message Trust. Come on. And when you're discouraged and you're tired and aggravated at somebody, remember, I prayed for this, and God answered me. And it's an honor to be here and to be part of something. God, come on, don't lose your focus for what he's called you to do here. Say, I matter. You matter to the kingdom of God because you're no ordinary ministry. You are intercessors in Manchester. You affect the city. This ministry affects the city of Manchester. I know this field looks big and almost impossible to harvest. The laborers are few, but our God is big. 
And he can do great things through small, little, bitty people. Because we have to live utterly dependent upon him to harvest this field. Manchester needs Jesus. And we are at war over this city. And there is a war over Manchester. And you know that. This is no small war. And we have, no, we have a great big God, but also our enemy is a, is a real foe. He is intent on killing and destroying. Stealing, killing, and destroying. That's what Jesus said he does. Jesus said he's a liar and the father of lies. There's no truth in him. And the only thing he wants to do is to steal, kill, and destroy. And the effects of his work is on the streets that I passed this morning and last night. And the idolatry of the city is evident. It's everywhere. You feel like Paul driving around Athens, looking around at their gods. But you just want to say, we are here to tell you about an unknown God. Come on. That's why you are in Manchester. That's why you're doing Festival Manchester next year. And it's going to be glorious. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be a lot of work. But wouldn't even just one soul be worth it? It'd be worth it to them for eternity. It's going to yield a great harvest. You are the intercessors for this city. Intercessors save cities. Intercessors save families. Intercessors save nations. It's true. They're watchmen. Pastor Micah at the ramp received a dream. I don't have time to tell the whole dream this morning, but he received a dream Few, just in the last few months here, where he was caught up in the spirit and, and uh, was just swirling around in this great glory. And then he was dropped back down and he was looking at these young men and out of his mouth came the word of the Lord. Pastor Micah said that he, could, he, he wasn't even thinking about what he was saying. Another voice was speaking through him to prophesy. And that voice said, God is looking for watchmen or cities will be no more. God is looking for watchmen. Sounds like something I've read before in Ezekiel. 22nd chapter in the 30th verse. And God is searching for a man in Manchester. Somebody that will just stand in the gap between judgment and mercy. And in, in Ezekiel's day, the Bible says he found none. And so the land was destroyed. That's the difference an intercessor will make. Because if he finds one that can stand in the gap between judgment and mercy, you say judgment. Well, what is that? Because whenever man has sinned and a nation has sinned, they're going to reap judgment. It's the law of God. What you reap is what you sow. But when they can find an intercessor, somebody just standing between, standing in the gap, a city will be saved. You are intercessors over Manchester. You matter that much to this nation, and people don't even know you're over here, a lot of them. Come on. They don't even recognize who you are in your prayers. They know you're here because you're feeding them and taking care of them. But they don't realize the spiritual impact you're making over this city. You've got to be encouraged to know that. Intercessors are powerful people. They're waging war against enemies in an unseen realm. Are you going to read a familiar passage for you? You've heard it often, but I want to remind you, the war over the city is real. We're wrestling, and we're fighting. But Paul told us in Ephesians, he said, remember this, message trust in 2021, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You put on the whole armor of God, for you are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. So don't ever put a face on evil because you're not fighting people. 
in your family or the office or anywhere else. You're not fighting flesh and blood. You are fighting against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in high or heavenly places. I love this. So he says, so put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy, watch, in the time of evil. And then he says, and then after the battle, thank you, Holy Ghost, that that day is coming that's called after the battle. Yes, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. And look at these next three words. This is your assignment in Manchester, so stand your ground. You stand your ground. That's my assignment right now that the Lord has given me in my life is to be one of those that he is using to raise up an army of intercessors that will stand their ground. I see it like this. The Bible says that with, uh, with Rahab, the, Joshua told Rahab, or the, or I'm sorry, the spies told Rahab, they said, now Rahab, the city is going to be destroyed, but you, will, you need to take all the family you want to take, your, your brothers, your sisters, whoever you put in your house, when, when the walls come tumbling down, you just put a, 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 a scarlet rope, a red rope outside of your window, and then we will know that's where you are and your family will be saved. Honey, if I'd been told that, I'd have got my mama and my daddy and my grandma and my grandpa and my cousins and my sisters and everybody, everybody I could find, all my best friends, knowing this is inside my ground. This little place right here, this is my ground. And what does the red rope represent? The blood of Jesus. So you got to mark your ground with the blood of Jesus. Come on. And inside of your ground, you get everybody you can get. You get your family in there. You get your friends in there. You get your office workers in there. You get your city in Manchester. Come on. That's your city. This is your city. This is your city. This is within your sphere of influence. This is in your sphere of authority. This is my ground. And when you're standing your ground, you get everybody in there. And then as, even if they don't want to be in there, you get them in there. Come on. They don't have a choice because you have the authority. You tell your daughter she may be rebellious and resentful and resistant, but you tell her, no, you came through me. You are in my ground. You are in my house. This is my ground. And you, you hold your ground. Come on, I'm taking Manchester too because I got a word to be here. So I'm going to put Manchester in my ground too. But if you'll hold your ground, I'll hold my ground, we can impact the world. You, you hold your ground watching. Paul, Peter told us you watch, you be sober, you be vigilant because there's an enemy out to come in and steal what you've got in your ground. And he will. He'll try to steal it. You got to stand against him. You got to watch for him. And when he comes in to take your children... When he comes in to take what is yours, you let the devil know, no, this is my ground. You resist the enemy. You, res you are a restrainer against the enemy for your ground. When he comes in to take Manchester, no, this is my city, my ground, my family. I love this word. and I, th I, I, I don't think it's wrong to put it in this context. I think I can put it in here. But in, in fact, I'll turn to it. In, in 2 Thessalonians, 
it tells us who we are as restrainers. In 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of the Lord. I'm going to skip through it for time's sake. He said, But that day will not come until there's a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed. I'm going to skip on down. Verse 6, And you know what is holding him back. For he can only be revealed when his time comes. He says here, for this lawlessness is already secret, at work secretly. And boy, is that not the truth? The spirit of lawlessness. Antichrist spirit. This spirit of lawlessness is already at work secretly. Watch, please. And it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Who's holding him back? I think it wouldn't be taken out of context to say these intercessors. Come on, these restrainers. Those that are restraining this power against our cities and our families. Come on, you've got to hold your ground and restrain the power of the enemy, the thief. You've got to hold your ground so steadfast, so unmovable that it will take the coming of the Lord to get you out of the way. Come on, that's how firm you hold your ground. That's your position. Stand your ground. Intercessors are powerful people. They are not moved or shaken by what they see or by what they hear in the news. I love Psalms 119 verse 161 that says, Lord, I tremble only at your word. It reminds me of something I thought of last night. Give me some water, sweetheart. I took some sinus medication. And boy, I'm feeling it. It drinks all your well, I just need some water. I had a dream years ago that I thought about this morning. And in this dream, I was with my, four, my daughter. In the dream, she was about 14. I was with my youngest daughter. And in the dream, we were in this tall building, and we were on, oddly enough, the fourth floor. Don't know what that means, but that's where we were. In this dream, this building would was like toppling over like this. And, and we were in there shopping. We were actually saying we were with, there were shopping like tables all around like a department store with merchandise on them and, and racks and just normal department store stuff. When all of a sudden this building begins to topple over and it falls over like this. And people were rolling and tumbling with the building. And then right before the building hits the ground, it picks itself up. And then it begins to topple. Instead of stopping, it topples the other direction. And now everything was rolling and tumbling this way. And tables were turning over and people were screaming. And, and then all of a sudden, right before it hit the ground, it topples. It picks up like this. And it goes back the same way. But this time, again, the opposite direction. And in the dream, I was rolling on the floor with my daughter and all the stuff and people. And all of a sudden, I managed to somehow grab hold of a table. And in the dream, I pulled myself up like this. And, and I managed to get my bearings enough to stand up. And with everything I had in me, I screamed, Pillars, stand strong. Pillars, stand strong. 
And when I said that, the building stopped and stood upright. And then in the dream, I heard a clock ticking. And I knew that we were at the end of time. And I knew we had to get out. And I woke up from the dream. And it just so speaks to me for where we are today. In a world that feels like it is toppling over. Things are shaking. People are uncertain. Affected by the circumstances of everything that seems to feel like it's, it has no security whatsoever. And yet, the Spirit of God. I believe is calling for the pillars first of our own faith to stand strong. And then I believe that the spirit of God is like he said in the book of Ezekiel is looking for those intercessors, pillars of the church that are unmoved by the events of our day who can stand strong and unmoved and uncompromised in a world that is shaking. Come on. God is calling for pillars to take their place. And two things quick that I noticed in the dream. Number one was I had to get my own bearings and stop being affected by the circumstances around me and being and rolling around with everything that was changing and shaking and get my bearings enough and my strength enough to first pull myself up. I had to get focused. Listen to me. We've got to get focused on what matters and what doesn't matter. And the second thing was I knew time was short and I, there was an urgency that we were at the end in that dream. Last thing I'll share with you today is this. This past spring, I did receive a word from the Lord. It was a very unusual word. I'd gotten up. I had just gotten up from the bed, literally stood up and took about two steps in the early morning. I heard a voice as though it were audible. But I'm sure it was only in my spirit, but it sounded audible. It was literally from this ear, the left side, and I heard this voice say to me, what I've told you to do, do it now. Well, it kind of shook me, I thought. What does that mean? I mean, I thought, like, am I about to die or something? You know, like what does... And I, I, I didn't even tell my husband. I went to the ramp where we were having early morning prayer, and I told my intercessors. I had four intercessors standing at the door talking, and I walked in. And I said, guys, the weirdest thing just happened to me. He said, but I'm telling you, I heard this voice. He said, what I've told you to do, do it now. Well, I pondered this in my spirit. Didn't tell anyone else, no one else. Two days later, I received a text message. From a man of God, he's a prophet. I rarely hear, hear from him. Maybe once a year, once every two years. He's a, he's a pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Birmingham, Alabama. And every once in, when I have heard from him, though, when he sends me a word, when I see his name, I always know, well, here's a word from God. 
It's just that's the kind of man he is. Very, he doesn't say a lot, but when he says it, you listen. So two days after I hear this, I get a text. Ding, my phone goes off. And I picked up my phone and looked down, and there was his name. I thought, oh. So I tapped his name, and up came these words. He said, I was praying for you this morning, saw your face, and heard the Lord tell me to tell you. What I've told you to do, do it now. Time is of the essence. Now you talk about shaken in my spirit in a good way. I knew that the Lord was speaking to me and to all of us. For our generation, this matters. We have to know our place as intercessors, value it, and hold our ground, and realize how much it matters when we pray, and it matters when we don't. We have to hear the word of the Lord and know when the world is shaking and tumbling, People even around us, not only God is looking, but even your family is looking. Your friends are looking for someone who can stand firm and know the world is shaking, but I'm standing on a rock that is not shaken. Come on. My faith is not moved by the world around me. My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. And whatever he has told you to do, message trust. Do it now. You don't have time to waste. Manchester needs you. The souls of this city are depending on you. Don't be overwhelmed. He'll give you the strength to do it. You're not by yourself in this. Oh, my goodness. You have the God of heaven and earth with you. Don't be distracted by things that don't matter. What he has told you to do, do it now. Time is of the essence. You don't have time to be distracted by things that are temporal. You don't have time to be offended. Come on. By silly offenses that knock you out of your destiny and purpose. Come on. You don't have time for it. Time is of the essence. Only focus on what matters and let everything else go. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand all over this room and pray. Jesus. Here we are for you, Father. Here we are, God. Lord, our eyes are set upon you, the strength of our life and the joy of our salvation. We will see you and spend eternity with you forever. But in this moment, you have us on this earth. Keep us focused on what your eyes are focused on. Keep our ears open to your voice and our hearts willing to obey. In Jesus' name, we say amen. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support our work or even get involved with one of our teams. We also have another podcast called The Flow Podcast where we share stories and testimonies of the amazing things that God's doing in people's lives. Search for The Flow Podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Thanks for listening. <laughs>